0: hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to playtime my name is andrew barnett i am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, north carolina and this is a podcast dedicated to child therapy and play therapy coming at both of those things from a child-centered perspective And without further ado, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is cultivating empathy. Empathy is something that is brought up a lot of times when I first see kids for therapy. It's generally brought up in the context of guardians wanting their child to be more empathetic, to be more aware of other people's feelings, to be aware of the times that what they do or say causes other people pain, and there can be a perceived deficit on the part of these children regarding their ability to relate to others and to be respectful of others and to be aware of how other people are doing. Cultivating empathy is an important part of all of our development as people, if we are people who want to be in close connection and intimacy with others, who want to have... Friends, or a community or a family where people respect each other, care about each other, support each other, both in the minutia of the day-to-day, but also in each person's own growth and development and understanding where another person is at and caring about where another person is at internally helps create a better a better world. It's a, a world where we can all live through our hearts more often and be more connected to each other. And empathy is a necessary ingredient to all of that. And so cultivating empathy is important. And it's not really something that I think any mental health professionals would question, like people who are empathetic are generally more connected and happier people as well as being easier to be around the question then becomes how does one go about cultivating empathy in another person how do you activate that internal space inside of someone else to be able to relate to and care about and be connected to other people the unfortunate thing is is that a lot of these empathy conversations end up happening in real time and they end up happening after the child in question the child who is said to not have a lot of empathy skills is in conflict with someone or has just caused someone pain and in those moments when it's said to the child like don't you know the effect that you have on other people or you need to be more respectful or we can't hit each other or we can't talk to each other that way and like you need to be aware that that hurts this other person's feelings and if that child is in that space still which they might be of probably having been angry about something and lashing out due to being angry. They are potentially in an escalated state. They're definitely coming off being angry. That anger wasn't the first thing that was... The anger hasn't been witnessed by anyone else. If this child is young, it probably hasn't even been witnessed really by them. They're just kind of moving through what they're experiencing. And if they were able to have an honest conversation, which... They can't really, because saying these things would generally get them into more trouble. They might say, well, like, I would hit them again. I was mad at this person. Like, I I did what I did knowing what would happen. Like, I punched Billy in the face because that was what I wanted to do, and I'm aware that Billy is in pain now. When any of us are escalated as people, children or adults, we're not in a place to be receptive to feedback or to seeing different perspectives were escalated, and we're very in our own emotional experience at that point. And child-centered play therapy as a whole, I have found, is quite effective in cultivating empathy in children, and it goes about this, not by naming that a child should be aware of how other people are feeling not by telling the child what other people in their life might be feeling not through even telling the child in the room what we're feeling in our interactions it is exclusively through making them aware of their own emotional experience that through being aware of themselves, through being able to name emotions in themselves, through being witnessed, through being able to be themselves, that there is a way that they can move into that, move into being aware of their experience, move into being more regulated and calm in their experience, move into connections with other people, and through that connection, us relaying to them what they're feeling and what we're experiencing from them, and then them being totally immersed in that, this is a, like, almost counterintuitive process, it's not trying to draw the children out into the world, it's drawing them back into themselves, and That through connection with themselves, they have the space and the ability and the regulation to connect to others. Often, when we ask children to try to understand the impact that they've had on people, we're asking them to go further away from themselves. They're already pretty upset. They're already in this heightened state. They're already in search of something and in distress. And instead of returning them back, We ask them to move outward, and they're incapable of doing that. And then they can do that, but then there can be some shame that comes with that. And even if there's not shame, there can be a feeling of not being understood. I think a parallel process can be seen in adult therapy. Or for really anyone who goes to therapy, but contrasting children and adults can sometimes be illuminating. When I think about my own therapeutic experience or with some adults that I've worked with or people I know who've talked about their therapy, you know, you go to therapy to talk about yourself, you go to therapy in order to understand yourself, to understand your experiences, to understand what the effect those experiences had on you was, to understand what parts of those experiences might still be impacting you now, to understand the lenses through which you see the world, and that through coming to understand your own lenses, that you're less self-absorbed than you were before. That you have this understanding of yourself, you know when things come up and what those things might be and how better to take care of yourself and even that it's just okay to take care of yourself and to respect yourself and to know what your boundaries are and your limits are and what brings you joy and what doesn't and what you need and what you don't, all those kinds of things. And that through coming into that awareness of all of those things, that your emotional experience of the world isn't as intense as or as heightened quite as often, and you are more receptive to being in relationship with other people, and being able to connect to them, and being a support for them, because you no longer need some kind of support yourself, or you're not manufacturing certain kinds of relationships to meet certain ends, that you're connecting with people because you want to, and because you care about them. Everyone's therapeutic process is different, and there are certainly aspects of what I just said, where I'm projecting my own experience of therapy onto that, and the experience of other people I know and have heard about and have worked with. But I think there's a kernel of truth in there. And that kernel of truth is, is that through connecting to the self, you have more space to connect to others. That self-knowledge is the key to increased empathy. And I understand that that's counterintuitive, that we have some sort of conception that, and, you know, as a therapist, I hear people Uh, make slides like this all the time, or at least express that therapy can be seen as self-indulgent or selfish, or that, you know, if we pull it back to children, that making a child more aware of their own internal state or putting awareness and energy back towards them when they have done something wrong or providing some kind of accepting energy misses the point that they need to like understand this basic rule about themselves and other people which on some level gets back to how we view human nature as a whole for a child-centered play therapist and from a child-centered perspective we all naturally move towards self-actualization when given the space and that self-knowledge end, and someone being accepted and known and witnessed in their internal experience will lead to healthier, happier children and healthier, happier people in a better world. The other perspective would be something like we have, if we have this rule or this principle that we don't hit or we don't do X, Y, and Z things, or if you just like we need to like do unto others as you would have done unto you, and that's just a rule that we kind of kind of put in our minds, and it's it's not a bad one, and if we can just like obey it, then that's good, because if we didn't have that rule, maybe people at their core would just uh, do horrible things to each other all the time. And I, and I get that it doesn't have to be that black and white, right? That it's good that we have some rules and ideally those rules are a reflection of our values and that they can be there so that, you know, we have something to point to to know what's right and wrong. We have some kind of limits that we all live inside of and that... You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that rules are bad, necessarily, but that there are two different points of views in determining how we go about cultivating empathy. And there is a basic trust that is involved when we say that through making someone more aware of their emotional experience and connecting to them, that that will help them connect to others. Because it is a little bit counterintuitive, but it's true. And it's equally true that whether we are therapists or guardians of children or teachers or whoever you are who is listening to this podcast who cares about children that us as adults being aware of our own emotional experiences being aware of our own lenses being aware of what we're bringing in to a situation emotionally and what happens inside of us when we're interacting. If we are aware of ourselves and the emotions in us, the ways that those emotions and lenses that we have relate to our past, we also gain more space and ability to connect to others and to connect to children and to accept them and their emotional experience. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review and subscribe and all of that good stuff. It helps the show get more reach actually what probably helps the show get the most reach is telling a friend about it um check out barnatchildtherapy.com to see the two titles in the child centered book series and the abstract art workshop that i've got posted there as always if you'd like to get in touch then get in touch uh, my email it's barnatchildtherapy at gmail.com that's my last name barnet b-a-r-n-e-t-t childtherapy at gmail.com and yeah i will see you next time Thank you.